For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Jabril Jackson. And now again, Jabril Jackson. You're listening to Believe in Colts with co-hosts Lawrence Owen and DeQuell Jackson, bringing you the latest and greatest about the shoe. Brady, middle, intercepted by DeQuell Jackson. Perfect, Ryan, intercepted, picked off at the five, touchdown DeQuell Jackson. What's going on, Colts Nation? I'm Lawrence Owen, back with Believe in Colts, and my my co-host, of course, is with me today, DeQuell Jackson, here for a live stream. How you doing today, DeQuell? Doing well. Just was under the weather the last time we spoke, but doing a lot better. Um, you know, ready to talk some Colts and, and, and ready to get on this bandwagon of them going out in Jacksonville and playing a, a damn good football game. Absolutely. I mean, after the game that uh, we just witnessed last Sunday against the Raiders, where really uh, the offense and special teams just weren't clicking at all that game, uh, obvious problems on 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 both of those areas. Uh, especially through the passing game. And then, of course, you know, the the, the kickoff and punt return coverage teams uh, yeah. had some serious issues. But to be fair, like we talked about, uh, there was, you know, a lot of guys that didn't practice leading up to that game. You know, some guys like right. Carson Wentz didn't practice at all. You know, he just right. walked in the de- that day and was like, oh, I'm, I get to play today. Yay. Uh, <laughs> so... Now, we're not going to have that problem. Now, we do have a player that just got put on the COVID protocol. Uh, it's Andrew Sandejo, uh, the strong, strong safety for the Colts. Um, and, and honestly, I really liked what I've seen from Andrew Sandejo the last, I don't know, five, six weeks, the way he comes downhill and tackles. And yeah. he makes guys not want to catch the football or come up the middle of the field because of how hard he hits and missing him. And now Odom will most likely take his place in this, in this game. Uh, how does that affect a game uh, on, on your team? You know, when, when it's yeah. happening to you, you know, your, your own guy is now going to be there uh, to provide those kind of hits. Yeah, it's disheartening because, you know, you need all your 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 dogs in this fight because this is a win and you're in type of situation. This is a division rivalry game, uh, two teams that are very familiar with with one another, a, a team that you barely won the first meeting. I know Jonathan Taylor had a really big day against those guys. We're, we were able to run the ball effectively against them. And when you lose a guy in the secondary, a guy that, you know, that meant a lot to this defense, as you as you alluded to, you know, this guy is an intimidator in the back end. He he's he's not afraid of contact. He's not a guy that's going to make a business decision. He's going to let you know he's in the game by the way he hits and the way he plays the game. So, uh, but I do think, you know, against anyone else, and not to take the Jacksonville Jaguars lightly, but I think when you go against a Jacksonville Jaguars offense that are, are prone to turn the ball over, 
And we know as well as anyone how well our defense has been been able to turn turn the ball over as well. We're, we're number one in the league. We're number one in points off of turnovers. And Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, you look at how they played the game last week, giving up a 50-piece against the Patriots. And the way Trevor Lawrence has been playing of late, you know, throwing three turn throwing three interceptions last week and the defense giving over, giving up over, you know, over 450 some odd yards on the ground. I think we can hide that his presence not being there for the short term, you know, and, and I, I know I said a whole bunch just then, but I really feel tr- truly feel like this team is from starting one and four to fighting their way back to being in contention to winning a football game to get to the playoffs. I know last week was a letdown, you know, the Las Vegas Raiders at home. You want to beat a formidable opponent to get to the postseason so you can take a week to 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 look ahead in a sense. But uh, I do think our, you know, Indianapolis Colts are much better equipped to handle a loss like this because they they've dealt with it all year. You know, Carson Wentz, you talked about Carson Wentz not being available, being a game time decision up until the game. You know, other guys being in and out of the lineup early in the season, the one and four start, you had a lot of key key cogs of this team not being able to be present. So you get over that hump. Now you're, you're in a situation where you must win a football game against an opponent that you're very familiar with. And we talked about it before. The Colts haven't won in Jacksonville since I was there in 2014. That yeah. When I saw that stat the other day, I couldn't believe it. I had to go back and check. And I, I wrote down the scores of the last, you know, five, six years, and I couldn't believe it. I could not believe the Colts have just not been able to win in Jacksonville. Uh, so this is a very important game for Jacksonville and the Colts because if Jacksonville loses, they secure that number one overall draft pick. You know, and it's a very enticing um you know, job for the new coach that comes in. And, you know, speaking of new coaches, we have a coach on our staff that's been yeah. talked Called about. Called, yeah, yeah. So at Matt Eberflew. So there's a lot at play for this game. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see this game play out and the ripple effect it has throughout the league. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to get into a little bit of that in just a second. My boy, Loyalist. Just drop five bucks in the tip jar. You you as well can use the uh, drop that in the tip jar as well. I think he was in the middle of talking and accidentally hit enter rather than, you know, because uh, it only said good to. Uh, I'm assuming he means uh, see you on the live stream. Maybe I don't I don't know. Uh, but yeah. you you as well. If you want to drop a question or something like that, if you're watching live right now, want to make sure your question gets answered or your comment. Feel free to use the donation link here in the description of the video. Uh, if he gets into the uh, the uh, live chat to finish off what he says, I'll, I'll bring it up. But yeah, you're you're talking about um, you know the Jacksonville Jaguars haven't haven't played so much, and and, and as you talked about Matt Eberflus, you know right. being called up for that head coaching job, and they were like, not right now. You know, right. you you you, right. you can't be interviewing. Now, the rules have changed for this year during the COVID season that they can do interviews, right. you know, during this, you know, during that. But it's still up to the team and the coach. And they're just like maybe afterwards and respect for that. 
And, you know, if Eberflus gets the job, good on him. We already had one guy take a head coaching job, the OC, last year over there in Philadelphia, and he's really turned things around on that team. Maybe Eberflus could do the same for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'd hate to see him go because he's done really a great job here uh, with the Colts, in my opinion, especially this year, because I think he's actually learned a lot this year Mm -hmm. uh, over the course of the season being a D.C., you know? Right, right. I I agree with that. you know, the guy knows our personnel. So I, I want to see the guy move up the ladder, but I don't want to see him move within the division because he knows that defense far too well. He knows the offensive coaches, the, the how they think, all far too well. But, um, again, I have some history with Flutes. He was – his first NFL job was with myself and some other guys that were veterans in the Cleveland Browns locker room. So I've, I've seen – it's been great to watch from afar to see him just move up the ladder have success with the Cowboys and now here. So, but I do go back to the point you just made about his growth this year. You know, you look at how this team was playing defense early on of this, this zone to match concept, which he majors in that uh, from a coverage standpoint. But, you know, you look at the last few weeks of the season, he's been more aggressive calling, you know, straight man calls and, and, and telling the offense, you know what, my guys are going to line up. I feel comfortable and my guys lining up against your guys and I'm going to let them go play. So I think he definitely has learned a lot this year of how to change things uh, within the course of a season based on, you know, how to, the game is going and how the season is going. But uh, to go back to, you know, how important this game is for the Colts. I mean, there's so many storylines. There's just so many, you know, I, I, when I look at how, how do I think this team is going to win? You know, I think you got to go out and play within yourself uh, from a defensive standpoint. I think you got to play aggressive. You can't you can't play timid. You got to you have to go out and and, you know, step on the Jacksonville Jaguar Jaguars throats. They're two and 14. They're really not playing for much. You know, with everything that happened from within the turmoil that happened from within this organization with the fire of Urban Meyer and, you know, the 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 spat that Urban Meyer had with Marvin Jones Jr., who's the nicest guy in the in the league, for Christ's sake. So there's a lot that's been happening ter- internally with this football team. So I think that plays to our hand. I, I think that plays to the Colts' hand of this is a team where we're, we're, we have everything in front of us. We have all our goals in front of us. And if you go out and I want to see 25 or 35 <coughs> rushing attempts with Jonathan Taylor. Don't leave, don't leave any doubt. You know what we do best? They've given up over 454 yards rushing the last two weeks. You make a statement. This is a statement game. You talked about it. They, this is a statement game where you leave no stone overturned, where you commit to running the football. I don't care if Carson Wentz throws the ball 10 to 15 times. You run the ball every snap if you need to and allow your defense to go out, create turnovers, and gain more possession for our offense. And I'm looking for our special teams to pick up the slack because all year long, they've been steady. They've been solid. And Bubba Ventrone, I'm sure he's t- talked to those guys this week. He's the special teams coordinator. He's motivated those guys. Hell, he was one of the best special teams players to play in this league for a very long time. So I know he's going to have those guys ready to play. And I'm uh, looking forward to seeing how bad we beat up on these Jacksonville Jaguars. Absolutely. I want to shout out a few people that are watching this live right now. Alpha Wolf, appreciate you being in here, Faze. Thanks for being in here. Uh, Speed is in here as well, along with Skyler and Kirsten. Appreciate each and every one of you. We'll get to the questions 
after we get done uh, discussing this game. Unless, of course, like I said, you use that donation link here in the description and it pops up. We'll get right to it at that point. But uh, we'll leave the rest of them until uh, we get done talking about it. And you talked about storylines. And uh, there's a lot of storylines in this game. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but before I get into that storyline, I completely screwed up and did not drop the <laughs> our paid advertisement that was supposed <laughs> to have been there within the first five minutes. So Bet Online has you cover covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues to march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your bonus. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing new offers available now. Bet Online where the game starts and we have another one another five bucks gets dropped into the tip jar appreciate you uh goki colts fan uh ninkovsky my boy he he says uh how does this team compare to andrew lux last year that 2018 year where, where would you compare the two is what he's asking yeah i, I think this team is a, a much better team built from from front to back i i just think with the years that chris ballard has had and the chance he's had to build throughout the draft you know you hit on darius leonard you hit on a lot of different guys in this draft and i remember when i had a meeting with him when he released me we had a very productive meeting and he was he was content and he was his his plan was to build from the draft and add pieces through free agency, but for the most part, the really good teams build and and develop their homegrown players. So I think in, from that standpoint, I think this team is a lot more mature than what we give them credit for. They're a young bunch who had to overcome a ton. And to compare the two, I think the Andrew Luck 2018 team was was kind of battered. You know, they, they, they were, you know, accustomed to, to winning a ton and um, it was wasn't a really good year for luck. So I think this year's this year this team is motivated. This team is inspired, and I think everyone knows their role. Their roles are defined from a coaching standpoint, from a player standpoint. And I think once you solidify those type of things, now you're you're seeing the benefits of you know this team being one win away from clinching the playoff berth and and actually being a dangerous team to face once they reach the postseason. So getting back to the uh, thing that I was talking about before the ad with the uh, the storylines right here, you, you touched a little bit on one of them, which is Jonathan Taylor, who now has the Indianapolis Colts record for most rushing yards in a season. Congratulations to you, Jonathan. Yes. Yes. Uh, it was World really, deserved. really awesome. And, and he's still got a game to go, right? Right. He is right. 266 yards from breaking 2,000 yards on the ground in a season. Wow. Wow. Now. In order for him to do that, he'd have to break his own franchise record of 253 that he did at the end of last year against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Great point. Is that possible, or do we not even think about that? I think it is. I really think it is. I'm glad you brought that up because I hate to make this about my own personal 
feelings into this, but I've been on a two and four. I haven't been on a two and fourteen team, but I've been on a team going into the last week of the season that had nothing to play for, nothing to play for. When you knew the the head coach, the coaching staff, the front office could potentially be blown up and fired, and it becomes about what self motivates you. And I'm gonna answer your question in a second. I'm just I'm just spicing it up a bit. So what happens on a team that doesn't have anything to play for going into the last week of the season is, you know, you're thinking about what you what vacation you're going on. You're thinking about making it out of this game healthy so you don't have to stay around for a few weeks to rehab. And when you're playing a team that's playing for something like the Colts, the minute you get up on them, I'm not saying all the guys in Jacksonville. I'm not saying all the guys did it in, in Cleveland back in those days, but a lot of guys are going to go through the motions. Once they get behind early, a lot of guys will go through the motions. Um, you know, and what comes with that is is laziness. Is now you see big plays down the field, and now you see if you're committed to running the ball with Jonathan Taylor, he's going to have a big day. He could potentially have a really big day, a record-breaking day, if the Jacksonville Jaguars just completely let down. If, if the Colts get up on them early, those guys are going to say, you know what? Let's just get out of here. Let's make this game easy. Uh, let's not throw the ball as much. Let's get the heck out of here. But I've been on those teams, and clearly they've had a problem of just they've had some some turmoil, you know, within that organization. And, you know, quite frankly, to answer your question directly, yes, I do think it's capable of him reaching or potentially breaking his own record and eclipsing that 2,000-yard rushing mark for the season. And you better believe he's thinking about it. I know he won't say it. He's not the guy to bring it up, but you better believe his O line. Can you imagine you you played O line? You not many people can say they've been a part of a uh, a group or unit or running back that's rushed for two thousand yards, and they're very close. And for this group to play as well as they did, to play as poorly as they did beginning of the season, and kind of figure things out to the last third of the season, you better believe it, this is something to play for. They want to get their running back at 2,000 yards, and it's going to be – it's up to the coaches. It's going to be up to the coaches to say, you know what? Let's run them 35, 40 times. But you still want to be smart, you know. It's not all about the record because you need him for next week. You need him to be fresh yeah. depending on who you play in the postseason. So uh, I think from a coaching standpoint, they're going to be smart. But I do think if he hits – if he hits – if we see Jonathan Taylor hit for a 50-yarder or 60-yarder early on – uh, that's going to be the game to watch <laughs> for me yeah. for, for that reason alone and many other reasons because you know all these games are going to have a trickle trickle effect you know if if the Colts win they get in or you know the game the the later game that night with the between the Las Vegas Raiders and Chargers yeah that has implication on who went you know so that, there's a lot at play but um, I do think he's capable of, of getting that uh, that rushing record but it has to be early. It can't be yeah. later in the game because at that point, if you got a, a a big of a cushion of a lead, you start pulling your starters. You start yeah. pulling your starters, resting those guys, getting those guys healthy, so you don't have any phantom ankle or elbow or hamstring come out of the blue because you need all your your players healthy uh, going into that postseason. Well, I mean, I don't know if, if he's got like two hundred yards walking into the fourth quarter. 
And if I'm Frank Reich and Jonathan Taylor would probably be right in my ear going, uh, dude, don't take me out. Right, <laughs> you know? right, right. You can right. take other people out, but don't take me out. I got 66 <laughs> yards left. Right, right. <laughs> it, it, it would have to be, for what I know about Jonathan Taylor, the people that know Jonathan Taylor, JT, it would have to be his old lineman stick, talking for him because I don't think he would. Because, oh, I'll guarantee but, you. I'll, uh, Quentin yeah. Nelson has no qualms telling his feelings <laughs> right. to Frank Reich, right? right. And you know right. he would be in his ear. Man, right. we need to and, run John. Yeah, <laughs> heck yeah. Heck yeah. And, and it also helps from a contract standpoint. You yeah. know, it's like, hey, we were the unit to get mm-hmm. our buddy JT over 2,000 yards. So when it's time to renegotiate, it just looks better on your resume, you know? But, well, and, and, and on top of that, we already talked, you know, Jonathan Taylor, I think, is uh, second or third, depending upon where you're at, you know, who you're listening to in the MVP talks. If he gets 266 yards on the final game of the season to eclipse yeah. that, his yeah. his stock goes, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. massively. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah no, no doubt. It would be a great chance he could eclipse potentially Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. And, mm-hmm. you know, I have those three guys. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and JT in that MVP race. So it'll be interesting to see how the you know the end of the season falls, how it unfolds. But uh, yeah, if he if he makes that type of buzz and he's able to create or get close to two thousand yards, it's a great chance he could potentially walk away with the MVP. Did you get a chance, by chance, to watch uh, this past um, HBO Hard Knocks this past week? Okay, so not. so in that, uh, it showed Darius Leonard. Oh. All right, he's sitting there talking about how last week's, like last week's um, practices, going into the Raiders game, I, yeah, I read about it. was I read about bad. It. And he's yes. like, "That's not our standard. We need to do better than that." And he's sitting there, you know. Obviously, this is during the COVID thing. You got all these, you know, uh, people, you know, on on, on a on a zoom call, like the entire defense and Matt Eberflus and Frank Reich and everybody and, yeah. and other coaches. And he's just ripping into his defense. This is not right at all. And mm-hmm. then, you know, we get the reports stating that, you know, practices this week have been a lot different, a right. lot better, more to their right. standards. So that plays a part and it's huge because mm-hmm. this is coming from a guy, Darius Leonard, who was two forced fumbles away from tying the NFL record for most forced fumbles in a season by the guy who coined the phrase, the peanut (laughs) punch. Right. (laughs) Right, I mean, so that's, that's big. And I mean, he got, he he was credited with an additional forced fumble in that last game against the Raiders. He had two forced Mm -hmm. fumbles and an interception. I mean, wow. Right. Unbelievable. Uh, When you have a guy like Darius Leonard who, who can step up, in a locker room, even if it's on a zoom call or, or in the locker room and say, look, we're, we're practicing like shit. Okay. We right. need to step up. This is not us. How important right. is that to have in a locker room? Yeah. And he's a younger guy, you know, he, he's a veteran on the field, but he's by NFL standards, a young guy. And for him to take that type of leadership role, listen, this is one thing to do it when the cameras aren't on you, but everyone knows everyone's going to see this. Everyone's going to talk about it. And Not that that plays a part in him wanting to win and his emotions at that point, but that's a huge part of why this team is where they are. They have really good leaders and really good points, uh, parts of this team. And he's a guy that I'm sure kind of, you know, the more experience he gets, the more plays he has, the more vocal he becomes. Because 
you know, I talked to some guy. He wasn't that vocal. No one's that vocal guy when you first walk into a situation like that. But it goes to show you that we're creatures of habit. And I know from my experience being in NFL locker rooms, it makes a difference whether or not a coach believes you practice well, because the way the practice script reads is they want to put you in really tough situations that we've talked about in the meeting rooms and walkthroughs. And now in practice, you want to make sure all 11 guys are in tune with what's going on. Because when we run X defense, these are the plays that could potentially hurt us. Or these are the plays that other teams we've shown that we haven't been able to stop. And you're going to keep. And the way the league goes, you know this as well as anyone. If you can't stop a certain play or so or a schematic play you're going to see it week in and week out until you show you can prove you can stop it so mm-hmm. that's what it sounds like to me is last week through the the Raiders week it was all over the place you know guys weren't sharp you know and anytime you have that situation coaches are really creatures of habits they're 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 very uh what's the word I'm looking for they're very um superstitious you know they won't call certain calls you know, in the game that didn't work in practice because of the feel that just so superstitious. So the fact that reports are coming out that they had a better week of practice, this is playoff week. There's no excuse. If you're coming out, you know, not getting your rest, not being in tune for walkthroughs and 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 meetings and 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 being sharp on the practice field, then let's get you out of here because it doesn't mean much to you because this is playoff week. The last you know quarter of the season has been playoff football for this football team. And if you can't muster up enough energy and block out all the outside noise to get ready for this football game, this football team that you're very familiar with, then get them out of here. But it it goes to show you that this defense and these guys who this isn't an old football team, you know, this is a fairly young football team that clearly has a lot of maturity for where they are in the course of the season. Uh, when you look at how this team started the season, one and four, one and four, the chances of making the playoffs were very slim. And look at us now. Look at them now, the work they've done at Frank Wright and company. And uh, it, it's really good to see that young guys, especially your your best talent, are your best leaders. According to the stats, starting out 0-3, at that point, if I remember correctly, they only had a 2.6% chance of yeah. making the playoffs at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, what yeah. a comeback for the season. Yeah, what a comeback. Um, Another narrative that I don't know if you were aware of, but Carson Wentz is 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions on the road yeah. this year. Yeah. 10 touchdowns, yeah. zero interceptions. Yeah. That is Unbelievable. He could finish the season off having not thrown a single interception on the road and sitting where they would be in the playoffs, they would be on the road in every game in the playoffs. (laughs) So uh, is that a narrative we need to kind of watch? Is is that something, you know, I mean, it is on the road. It's Jacksonville, you know, right. Historically, like we said, the last seven years, they ain't played well in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Carson Wentz always has, we talked about this too, that what the health, you know, play (laughs) that he always does every game, at least once a game. Yes. Uh, yes. uh, Are we watching for that to make sure something like that doesn't happen? Yeah. I want to make sure, I want to, what I'm going to be watching for is Carson Wentz playing a clean, solid football game. That's it. Don't go out and try to be and play hero ball. You don't have to do that. 
They've been able to win up until last week when JT runs for over 100 yards. They were 9-0 up until last week. Mm -hmm. So that's a formula that we can keep an eye on, right? But I think when you talk about Carson Wentz, don't get too cute. Don't try to, you know, I know that. I don't know what it feels like to have that arm strength that you can make every throw on the field. You know, and 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 a lot of times that's that's his gift. As much as it's his gift, it's his curse because you got to hold him back. You got to reel him back. But I'm sure this week, Frank Wright, being a former quarterback, playing for you know a great franchise like the Buffalo Bills, playing behind a guy like Jim Kelly, poise and decision making makes the difference of a quarterback, regardless of his skill set. And I think if he can play within himself, play within the scheme, play within the call, play within you know what what got this football team to this point because he's had a great season, you know, 20, I believe he's what 26 touchdowns and maybe or six interceptions. That's a, I'll take that every day of the week. Oh yeah. Now, now he has to go out now to look at, he's played so well on the road. That is a great stat. That is a great nugget of information to hold on to uh, leading into this football game. And, and as it bleeds over to the uh, postseason, but he can't make those errant throws, man. He he can't he can't. If you have a lead, just throw the ball away, take a sack. I don't want to see this left-handed throw. I don't want to see the ball in this left hand. I don't see those push pass. I don't want to see any of that. Get them to the postseason first, and if you have to, fourth quarter. That's when all the tools and the and the intangible stuff should come out. From first to third quarter, let's see how the game goes. Let's see how the game flows. Let's play within the offense. But, you know, that that's the only piece that scares me, Lawrence. Will he try to play the hero? Because yeah. they brought him in to be the difference maker. And for this team to be where they are, he hasn't needed to be that difference maker. He just, I hate to say this word, serviceable, but in, in a sense, he's been a, a above average quarterback that, the offense says that you should play. You are a serviceable guy. I don't know if that even made sense or not, but he has the talent not to be a serviceable guy. But the offense doesn't require for you to go out and be a gunslinger. So play within the offense. You'll be fine. I love that stat of him not turning the ball over in the way games. And this is the game where you cannot, you you can't afford to. Um, I think the fourth Buckner said it best. There's no margin of error for this football game. Yeah, and if you can help it. You know, there is not turning the football over is one catastrophic way to 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 hinder your football team. And if you can avoid that, I think the Colts should be able to win this game handedly. All right. So now uh, we're into a half hour mark. We're going to get into some questions. As I said earlier, uh, if you want to make sure your question or comment gets in, feel free to drop right here. We just got a new subscriber, uh, Race of White. Thank you so much. Uh, for subscribing um but yes. i'm gonna start off here don't forget please smash that like button hit subscribe if you're not subscribed tag that notification bell so that you are notified next time we go live or upload a video and if you're listening to this on the podcast check us out on the youtube make sure you download the podcast and share it to your friends and family because you know that's how we grow is by word of mouth and then you guys sh uh sharing it out on your social media because you know i can only reach so many people you are the ones that help us reach out further. Uh, we got a question in here. Skylar and Kirsten says, how much of a difference do you think Paris Campbell will add yes. to this offense once he actually gets back into the rotation? 
oh, it, he, this is a great weekend for him to to come back because the last time we saw him, he caught a fifty-one yard bomb against the Texas, right? Yeah, uh, that was so the we, play that he ended up getting hurt on. Yeah, yeah. So that tells you all you need to know. He's a a downfield threat, and we need as many weapons as possible to open and 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 soften defenses because I'm sure Jacksonville is going to load the box. So Carson Wentz is going to have to make some big early throws early on just to just to keep the defense on their heels and getting a guy like him back. I know T.Y. Hilton has been back in the mix the last few weeks, but uh, Paris Campbell is definitely a guy that's, that's going to be big uh, for this offense moving forward and, and the success. Uh, but, again, that's been his Achilles heel, you know, injury prone. You know, he's been injured. So um, hopefully we have him back, and I don't know if he's going to be on the pitch count or not, but just to have him back and his versatility would be more than helpful for this offense. Absolutely. I want to, I'm going to put two. Well, first off, I, I completely agree with everything you just said. I, I think having uh, Paris Campbell's ability to stretch that field, uh, even, even outside, he's got like scary speed, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's the thing that, that teams need, especially the Colts, something they haven't really had. Doolin has some quickness, but he's not, Paris Campbell's scary speed, right? And right, and right. and he was just getting that that down with Carson Wentz there uh, before he got injured. So I, I'm mm -hmm. I'm hoping I'm hoping he comes back and and is with us throughout the entire playoffs because he's got to stay healthy and produce yeah. and be a difference maker if he even wants to make the team next year because of yeah. injury history. So so you bring up you just sparked a, a thought in my head. You know it's gonna. You better believe, you know, Chris Ballard is paying attention to the help that he can give Carson Wentz and Michael Pittman Jr. You mm -hmm. know, if Paris Campbell is healthy, he makes an impact, makes an impact in the postseason. Obviously, I feel like the Colts will be in the game of finding a, a number two receiver to pair with Michael Pittman Jr. And with us not knowing the, the full extent of you know, T.Y. Hilton, whether he retire, do the Colts move on from him? So that's a, a, a very high likelihood. So um, the last impressions will go a long way yep. for a GM looking forward to the draft because that's the first thing they dive into when the season's over. Draft, what do we need? How can we help this football team? How can we get better? So it's going to be imperative to see how, if he understands that and what type of impact he has and what type of role Frank Wright is willing to give him based on, you know, him coming back in this critical point. Um, it'll be interesting to see how his usage will be uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I'm going to put two comments together because I think they're very similar in, in the question. Uh, Loyalist says, outside of staying healthy and winning, do we have anything to prove slash send a message to the league with this win? And then King Cracker added in, the Colts are going to walk in there and pitch a shutout this weekend. Ooh, that would be something. That, that would be, be something. something. They've only done one this year. Yeah, uh, they've had one. Yeah, uh, almost two, you know, but mm -hmm. only done one. If they could shut out Jacksonville yeah. in Jacksonville after they haven't been able to win there for the last seven years, yeah. does that send a message to the league? Heck, heck yeah, it does. Heck <laughs> it does. <laughs> you pitch a shutout, and this is a big moment. This is a big uh -huh. moment, you know, uh, you know, when you can make a a grand gesture like that to come out and you've only done it once this year and 
in this moment where you need a win to move on and to get into the postseason, heck yeah, it matters. And and if they have a chance to do it, Flus better put his foot on that gas. I don't I don't want to see this soft coverage, but I do think this team is capable of 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 making it happen. Uh, I think it sends a huge message to the next opponent. Hey, this team is rolling because we know and after you know Thanksgiving and Christmas. Now you start to pick up your momentum and you start to find your identity of who you are as a football team. And the next team watching them, preparing for them, if that would be the case, you know, this is a scary football team. This is a scary football team that you want to face. If you can pitch a shutout and play well on offense and make a and have a substantial win, you go out and blow these guys out and make a statement and put up a 50 bag or, or anything like that. You know, that is a huge statement and and even more so because it comes from within your division. This team knows you. This team understands who you are. And to come out and play that well, that is a scary sight for whoever, whoever the Colts will be facing if they can make a statement like that moving forward and heading into this postseason. I, when you look at all the teams that are, you know, the Colts will be a six seed, I believe. You know, they're a scary football team. You know, we've talked about it at nauseum. Teams that trap teams that can play really good solid defense, run the football, have a strong offensive line, those type of football teams travel well because you're not going to be playing at home. You know, you you talked about the street Carson Wentz has had 10 touchdowns and no interceptions on the road. You know, you look at all those stats and you th- you group them together, you know, this is a scary football team to face. And if they're going heading into this thing, heading to this tournament playing well, oh man, anything can happen. I won't get too far ahead of myself, but anything can happen. And if Shout Carson, out. yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. I was gonna say, and if Carson Wentz gives you that ounce of of magic, hey man, you know, anything can happen. I'll say that. Anything can happen. Oh, I want to see some of the things that Carson Wentz does. His ability to escape a sack is unbelievable. It's it's Andrew Luck like. Um, you see a lot of similarities. I don't want to compare mm-hmm. the two quarterbacks, but you see some similarities in you know mm-hmm. how, how how they're able to escape and extend plays and the arm strength mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. You know, um, you know, not being afraid of taking that chance. You know there are similarities in, in, in how they play. So, I mean, there are some things I want to see, see from Carson Wentz this week. I just don't want to see the WTF play uh, as we talked <laughs> right. about earlier. Um, right. I want to shout out some of the guys that just joined the stream, Tennessee twist. We've got a Tennessee Titans fan in here All saying right. y'all got these Jags. What? That might be the first <laughs> time I have ever seen a Titans fan come into my chat and, and give us props. Uh, that's <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for, for yeah. being here. Um, Brandon Wood is in here as well. Appreciate you being in here. TJ Sports Takes, uh, obviously in here. Smooth Fit and Chris Dwayne is in here as well. Appreciate each and every one of you. As I said, if you want to drop a question or a comment, feel free to use the donation link right here below in the description of the video. Uh, that way we make sure we get to your question and or comment. Um, getting in here, uh, TJ says we're going to have to mix it up early and often. Uh, hit him, hit him with a study dose of JT, but also you know mixing it up. And I, I can't disagree with that. Um, mm-hmm. You, the running game helps the passing game. The passing game helps the running game. That's just all it is. That's why you mm-hmm. want a balanced game. 
right? Uh, right. That way, you know, you, you keep in the deep. It's guessing. Um, if you start off running the ball and you're getting five, six, seven, eight yards a clip, that's going to change if you just keep feeding the running back because the defense is just going to keep closing in on it. Uh, yeah. That's why you got to take advantage of that and every once in a while hit downfield. Now, one majorly negative stat for Carson Wentz is he's under seven yards per completion uh, in the last like six games or something like that. And that's mm-hmm. something that Frank Reich had talked about. You know, he needs to see that over seven yards uh, right. because that's, that's that's a major stat in his eyes when it comes to being a quarterback. That's, that's showing that you're stretching the field a little bit more and keeping guys back off that line of scrimmage. Um, do you think we see a, a little bit more of the play action in this game to try to open that up? Yeah, I, I just hope I just hope they don't get too cute of trying to come out and, and change the game plan and, and hit the Jacksonville Jaguars left-handed by, you know what, they're loading up in the box, we're going to pass the ball, and now you're off kilter, and you talk about that balance concept. Do what you do. You know, for, for, force the Jacksonville Jaguars to stop what you do. But I do think when I say all of that, that means balance. You know, I don't expect them to come out and run the ball 46 times and only throw the ball six times. You know, I, I don't expect to see anything like that. Uh, but I do think you have to spread them out the way to 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 kind of, you know, back your your defense up. You throw receiver screens, you throw some tight end screens, you open the field up uh, horizontally, you know, and, and it's just as good as a run. So I do think that's going to be important early on. Carson Wentz is going to have to be on target early on, hit some hit some, you know, try shots early. If you're going to do it, try them early in the game, your first 15 scripted plays and show. This the coordinator and the defense. Hey, they're tr- throwing up. They're trying to throw the ball over our heads, you know. So now you you what that presents is is the chess match, which every coordinator, offense and defensive coordinator has this this moment where okay, after the first fifteen plays, what are they? Tr- how are they trying to attack us? And so I do think early we get a big play early, soften them up, you know, get keep them off balance. You have to keep them off balance, and uh, I think that's going to be the key of winning this football game, and that's going to be the key of of the success in the next round in the tournament. You know, if it, you know again, if the run is working, you you keep your foot on the gas, and then you you now you now you can set them up with the play action pass and and pass when you're expected to run and those type of things. But I do think balance, balance, balance is going to be so important. But I don't think you know, the game against the page or the game against the, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers some weeks ago where we passed the ball for 26 straight times. You cannot afford to do that one way or the other. You know, I, I think balance is the key. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Smooth Fit has a question and I'm going to give my opinion of it first and I'll ask you yours. He says, Flu started adding a lot of man coverage into the last couple games. Considering we have athletic linebackers, do you think we have the personnel in the secondary to effectively play man 50, 60% of the game? Now, the way I see how Flus has adjusted how he's played is smart, in my opinion. He's playing man coverage against quarterbacks that aren't necessarily known to be the scrambling types. Right. Right. Where you don't have to worry about when your defensive backs and your linebackers have their backs to them. Right. Because they're not Derek Carr and Mac Jones 
is not going to take off or <laughs> Tom Brady and take off and get 40 <laughs> right. yards and a touchdown on you when your back's turned to them. They right. might take off and pick up 10, but you're not worried about that big play. The zone coverage he still utilizes against those uh, majority against mm-hmm. those scrambling type quarterbacks like, you know, um, Josh Allen, you know, like Lamar Jackson, like uh, uh, the, the 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 guy we just played against the Cardinals, kind of brain <laughs> exploding out. But yes, uh, Kyler yes. Murray, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Um, yeah, I like playing zone a lot in that because they have their eyes back on the quarterback, right? right. And now you can't play it a hundred percent of the time. You got to mix it right. up. Obviously, right. that that interception. Uh, that Darius Leonard had mm-hmm. against Derek Carr. They were playing man coverage most of the time. Then they mm-hmm. went to zone, and that's right. what messed him up. And, and and Darius played in zone, looked back at Derek Carr, realized no mm-hmm. one was around him, and Red saw around. where Derek was getting ready to throw the football and took off and intercepted that sucker. Right. And that was because the play change, the scheme change, uh, from going from man to zone, and yeah, that's how that's what I see from Flus, and I think he's doing a really good job in utilizing the differences between man and zone. Yeah, uh, again, I we we would agree we agree with each other. I think if you're going to play man, it all depends on who you're playing, right? Mm-hmm. You just eloquently laid that out. You can't afford to play man coverage against the Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray because they're going to eat you alive. They're going to keep eating up chunk yards you know, sustaining drives, et cetera, et cetera. With Trevor Lawrence and the struggles this team has had on third downs and turning the ball over, I think zone probably will be the way to go. And because you have, as you alluded to, our linebackers are really good in zone coverage. They're really good at reading routes and intercepting um, passes. And uh, Darius Leonard has four. Um Bobby has a few of his of his own. So when you see linebackers getting into coverage and getting their hands on balls, that means those guys are really good at playing zone coverage. And there's another concept that Flutes runs. It's not just traditional zone. It's zone man concept. Mm -hmm. Dropping the zone, if the route is in your zone, you lock him up, he becomes your man, and you can pass him over if he continues to run to a corner or safety or what have you. Mm -hmm. That – involves communication and running a lot of zone zone match coverage, which I think this team does a lot of. Now, it's the whole back and forth game. You know, when the game is on the line, I think you make the game easier for a quarterback who's struggling like Trevor Lawrence to throw the ball down the field without throwing it to the opposing team by playing man coverage. You bail him out because now the reads, um, they show quicker. Okay, single high safety, man. So, uh, you motion the guy, the guy runs with him, man. And what the Colts, I think, do well is disguise. They're going to have to do – if you're going to play zone against a struggling quarterback, disguise, disguise, disguise is going to be everything. And I think they do a really good job of disguising and manipulating the quarterback's eyes, and especially so a quarterback who has 17 interceptions. He's going to – you better believe the Colts are going to have a chance to get their hands on two or three balls. Whether it be a tip or overthrow, they're going to have a chance. And disguise is going to dictate everything pre-snap. And Kawiti Pay has been playing a lot better as of late. So, you know, you have a lot of things going well for you. Um, I just think the question that was asked, 
Is it healthy? It all depends on who you're playing. I think when a struggling quarterback, I think that zone match coverage is beneficial. But when you get down to the red zone, I think you have to lock up. You have to lock up and say, you know what? We're not going to allow you to have a pitch and catch for a 10-yard, you know, turnaround, box out, touchdown in front of my, you know, small undersized linebacker, which are tight end. So that's the only thing that kind of frightens me. And I thought you were going to bring that up, but they don't, the, the, the Jacksonville doesn't have, you know, I don't think they, they frighten us from the interior, um, from their, their linebacker or their tight ends on our linebacker. I mean, they tried to have Tim Tebow as a tight end. I mean, so you can't be too afraid of them with that. No, <laughs> just, just saying. Um, there is a play that sticks out in my mind when you're talking about that zone man concept. And that was a play where uh, Jones uh, ran a a crossing route with uh, Kenny Moore on him and they were getting out of Kenny Moore's zone. And Kenny looked over at Odom and pointed and said, you take him. And Odom did not get to that transfer quick enough. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Carr hit hit Jones for – it was a big play. It was like 25, yeah. 30 yards uh, right along the left sideline of, of that. So there are still slight little holes in those, in those but yeah. they're a lot smaller than your traditional zone concepts. Right. right. And even – yeah, yeah. I mean, even time. You know, mm-hmm. if your pass rush isn't getting home, now that creates a gray area for that zone – it's like you match, you carry, you deliver. Those are the three concepts in the zone match concept. You know, uh, so when you have time and the quarterback scrambling out of the pocket, that makes it very gray. And now guys just have to lock on until you call, lock on a, a man until someone else called you off. And Kenny Moore is a smart guy. And, you know, those type of things happen. You just cannot afford for those things to happen too often uh, this Sunday. Because this is this is the make or break it. Yep. Driggs eight oh one wanted to throw a shout out in remembrance of, of one of your games. He says with Ben Big Big Ben retiring, it reminded me of a game mm. where the Quell forced two turnovers and recovered a fumble as a Brown. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Hey man, <laughs> Big Ben has been around for a very long time, and I have a ton of respect for Big Ben. And uh, we 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 had some battles. He won most of them. But he always he always gave me my respect. We always chatted after the game if we could we could get to each other. But uh, he's had a, a remarkable career and, and won a ton of games in Heinz Field. That is one tough place to play. Absolutely, I mean, yeah, it's the only place in the NFL to have terrible towels. Uh, and that's, it, honestly, the terrible towels. The biggest thing about that, I think, is the field goals because you look yeah. up, you know. And you're like, yeah. what in the world am I looking at here? <laughs> yeah, and there's something about the field conditions oh, and the wow. weather changes where you can't a fifty a fifty five yard field goal is like unquestionable. You know, anywhere yeah. else you're thinking about a sixty one fifty seven. No, no, no. And high stadium, you don't even attempt. You don't play around with it because I guess the <laughs> wind. The way the wind circulates from the state. I don't know what it – I've tried to ask kickers about it. It just goes over my head. So, um, <laughs> huge advantage for um, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, for sure. Yeah, I remember when they played in Three Rivers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Brandon with a question. Brandon Wood, uh, good good friend of the channel, says, uh, from a defensive perspective, your perspective, how good has Quiddy Pay? 
been in his development so far this year? Yeah, you can tell he's working at it. You can tell he's working. He's working his hands. He's working his pass rush moves off the edge. That's one good thing that he does well. He can speed rush. It's about timing at that point. You know, timing, are you above the quarterback? Are you below the quarterback? Or if you're above him, can I spin inside and not lose leverage? So those are the type of things that I've noticed from Kuwiti Pay that makes me believe he's getting a better feel of the game, a better tempo of the game. So uh, I think it's great for this this defense. It's great for this team because he has a, he is a guy that can, you know, he's catching on at the right time. And the more opportunities he gets, the better he's going to be. So I'm excited about him. Um, you know, early early on, he was in rotation. He was injured a bit. But now he's kind of, you know, caught his rhythm and caught his groom. And anytime that happens for a young player, you know, now you start to see this huge trajectory and, and plays start to come up, him making plays. And we've seen that of late. Yep. All right. So we're now past the 50-minute uh, mark. So – this will be the last question that we answer unless one happens to drop uh, okay. in in the tip jar um, because it's 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 about that time for us to end this. But uh, we still have yet to put out our game predictions, and this mm. kind of leads right into it. Chris Quinlan says, "How well are you guys feeling if this one if this is a one score game heading Ooh. into the fourth quarter? Jags Ooh. always play as close." Feel like we really need to separate ourselves early. I, I got a I got a number for you, 144. That's how many points the Colts have given up in the fourth quarter of games this year. That number scares me. It scares me, and it's a great question to to lead into this because that is the Achilles heel of this football team. I want to see this football team get a big lead early, sustain it, because if we get down to you know, third, late in the third, early in the fourth, middle of the fourth. Now I'm starting to kind of sweat a little bit because they haven't defensively. This team has not has given up a lot of points. And I understand the stakes of this game. I understand the the, the moment of this game. They've had a good week of preparation. Uh, they're motivated. They're playing for a lot. Flus is playing for potentially a head coaching position. You know, the, the course of Colts organization are plan to, to go in the postseason, extend jobs, extend contracts. All these things are in play. But I have to say it, it makes me nervous if it is a tight ball game, because as well as JT played the first meeting. The Colts only won by six points. And so, you know, it scares me. I don't have any other – it scares the heck out of me if this game is close going into the fourth quarter, knowing that our defense are able to turn the ball over at a high clip. Um, um, Trevor Lawrence, he turns the ball over at a high clip. They're one of the worst teams in turning the ball over, and we're one of the best teams at creating turnovers. So all of that – all of those things scare me if we're – if it's a tight ball game in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it does scare me too because, I mean – there's very little for the Jacksonville Jaguars to play for other than a little pride and the fact that they know that they can play a part in keeping the Indianapolis Colts, their division rivals, out of the playoffs if right. they defeat them. And right. that that's something to play for. You know, that's something that your pride can step in. And of course the fact that, you know, they haven't lost at home against the Colts in so many years. They want right. to keep that streak going just as much as Colts fans. 
and, and the and the Colts players want to end that streak. So right. yeah, uh, fourth quarter that that's giving them hope, and it'll make them even play at a higher clip because of something like that. You got to take them, as you said, you got to take their will out of the game early, really right. fast. Get a get a two three score lead in the first half, and and just hold on to it. Uh, especially Eberflus, I just I just want to reiterate what I've been saying all season and it seems like you have you you've caught on the last six seven games where in the fourth quarter quit with this umbrella coverage okay quit quit with this you know I, I get it I understand your reasoning for it I just don't like it play the defense that got you to where you're at right, right. um right. it creates bad habits it creates bad tendencies of you stepping on a, a, a opponent's throat all game, smelling the blood, if you will, and all of a sudden letting them letting them up for some air. You know, no, this isn't that time. This is crunch time. This is all the marbles on the table. You know, this is guys' legacies. This is your this is a defining moment of the Colts season right now. From a player standpoint, from a coach's standpoint, there is no there is no tomorrow because this could be it. All right. It's in, it's time for our uh, in-game predictions. We got a couple minutes left to do this. Uh, uh, shout out to Harpoon uh, Bakery and Rianta James for joining the stream. Uh, appreciate you guys being here. Uh, but, yeah, so I'll, I'll leave it up to you. Your first prediction for the final game of the regular season of the 2021 NFL. Yeah, um, I think this is going to be a a well-handed win for the Colts, but I do think the Jacksonville Jaguars are able to score 10 points, and I think the Colts end up 38-10. I think it's a lopsided victory, 38-10. Jonathan Taylor has a big day. He has a he has a expected day, but I think Carson Wentz has a solid, unexpected day in the air. I think the addition of Paris Campbell coming back, I think T. Y. Hilton will will have will contribute. I think Michael Pittman Jr. will contribute, but I do think this is a game where we see the passing game working on all cylinders, the running game being effective, and us creating turnovers, getting back to what we've done best all year long to win football games. But I think Carson Wentz in this passing attack takes a, a step of a, the next step heading into the postseason. So my final uh, prediction is 38-10 Colts win this football game. Wow, that is a huge margin of victory, DeQuell. I must say mm-hmm. that is the biggest one that you have stated all year. Yes. All year. I'm, I'm pushing all the chips in right now. Uh, it's all good because I was I had the exact same thing going in uh, with my thought process. Loyalist is actually really close to mine uh, as he posted it up right now, but almost the exact same thing I had in mind. I'm looking at four touchdowns, two field goals for the Colts, 34 mm-hmm. to 13. That's what I'm looking mm-hmm. at. So I'm on the same, same track as you. Uh, not quite the – Holy crap, 28-point difference, but still three-plus scores. Um, yeah. Loyalist has 31-13. TJ Sports Takes got 28-19 Colts. Alpha Wolf has 
uh, he's so he's right there, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. pretty close as well with you. So and, and and I, uh, we're all got pretty big lopsided wins in this. So, um, I want to thank everybody who's been watching. Thank you to Quell for taking time out uh, during your day to sit here with us on live stream and answer some questions for the guys out here in the live chat. We appreciate that very very much. All good, man. It's always good talking football with you and 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 reviewing games. And, and uh, this is what I love to do, man. I, I hope the Colts can go out here and, and make us all proud. And we're still talking about them next week and the week after that. And we'll see what happens. All right. Well, that's going to do it for Believe in Colts brought to you by Bet Online. And until next time, hopefully. Yes. Hopefully. Yes. I mean, we'll obviously, we're going to have a Monday show reviewing mm -hmm. this game, but hopefully this isn't the last preview game for uh, this this year. Until next time, I'm Lawrence Owen. That's Dequel Jackson. And as usual, go Colts. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.